It's spectacular. It's extraordinary. It's empowering. Breakout Conference 2018. He is an astute intellectual, an entrepreneur, mentor to leaders, a firebrand preacher, full of revelations and insights. I came to speak to somebody any gate that has been shut before you. May the Lord open that gate for your life. Any door that has been closed, may the Lord go ahead of you. A loyal friend, a father to many, and above all, a loving husband. The general overseer of the Maker's House Chapel International, one of the fastest growing and excellent churches in Ghana. Breakout Conference 2018. With a resounding round of applause and a standing ovation, shall we welcome our speaker, Dr. Michael Boydi Nyamiche. Uh, worshipers as well. 
Um, I've been asked when I'm coming back there, and we'll see. Um, but you guys are amazing. All of you. All of you. You guys are amazing. If you can read the Bible, would you please lift it up and say, This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I'll become what it says I can become. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. If the Bible is yours, I, I would like to invite your attention to the book of Psalms. Um, one of the things that I've been led to do um, over the past couple of months um, have been this very interesting book, piece of literature, if you, if you may. The book of Psalms, a Davidic writing, the book of Psalms. We'll do the most popular of them all, Psalm 23. Psalm 23. If you found it, you can say, I have it. If you, if you can't even recite Psalm 23, then we have a problem with you. Um, I know of a, a couple that they told me that the man proposed to the lady with Psalm 23. Um, so it's a psalm that has been used for various reasons. Some have used it for, for the um, love life, marriage proposals. The man had nothing and said, the Lord is my shepherd. And so people use it for their own private, selfish reasons and interests. But we'll do Psalm 23. And I would like us to read together Psalm 23. The Lord is a shepherd Lord. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, I will fear no evil, but thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and the cup runneth over. Surely, Very difficult to come after the bishop has spoken. 
Because what is there to be preached after a titan? Uh, I'd already mounted the stage and dished out certain depths of revelations that come from the throne room of grace. Um, I've come to appreciate, um, of course, when the theme was given to me, wealth in place. God launching us, taking us, moving us, giving us, settling us in places of abundance. Um, it sends some joy in my spirit because I believe that no matter who you are, that is where you aspire to get to. Get into a wealthy place, as Bishop Sandra was saying yesterday, is not just a place where you have material acquisitions or financial breakthroughs. Wealthy place is an all-encompassing realm that God will place or position an individual and give him relevance and influence. Because with wealth, you become influential. And God places you in strategic dimensions or realms of glory. That place becomes your appointed place of dominance. God makes you wealthy, and the wealth is supposed to help you usurp not just authority, but influence in your jurisdiction. When I was given that, I began to um, run through certain thoughts that were coming to me. There many things I felt I should preach to you. But today I felt like taking you through this David exam. The problem with our generation is that we have been um, subjected to the fastness of life. And everything must happen and happen now. Instant cash. Instant noodles. Instant everything. So we believe in instantaneous reactions. But the things of God in themselves go through processes. God will not just let it happen because you wish for it. But you will let it happen because you, you are ready for it. Telling somebody that having a testimony is not God's primary objective. But being developed is his primary objective. He has to develop you before he gives you the testimony. So that after you have been developed, if you have the testimony, you can hold on to your testimony. The book of Psalm 23, David starts writing and he starts talking to us about the things that, if we are not careful, religion will rob us from. Celebrating the diversity of divine revelation. It is actually out of revelation that you will know God. You can't know God based on somebody else's experience. My experience cannot cause you to be rooted in our faith. Bishop Sando has diverse and varied revelations of God, but his revelations will not root you well in the kingdom. I'm telling you, what will cause you to be firm and grow and stand the test of time is when you have a revelation, a personal encounter with God. Yes. When you get to a place where, and, and that is a problem, our generation is fine, we are fine. Christianity is a very divided front because we have not come to a place where we celebrate diversity of revelation. The book of Ezekiel chapter number one, the Bible says the prophet had said when he was by the river, he saw the creator. His face was like that of a man. The frontal, of course. The, uh, the rear was like that of an eagle. On the right side, that 
that of a lion, or the left was like that of an ox. But I can tell you that depending on where you stand, you see God differently. So the one standing in front who saying that I saw God, his face was like that of a man. And another who saw God in the face of like that, that of a lion who say you're wrong. And so the problem of modern day Christianity is the fact that we think that God is how we see him and nothing else. You can see God. But the only way the propagandists and if his if his tendencies can sway sweep you off your feet or or sway you from the things of God is when you don't have personal encounters and revelations of God yourself. If I met God, God showed me that He's a provider, and I meet somebody and the person tells me that God can do it. The revelations I had about this God will help me to say that I met God myself and I don't need you to tell me otherwise. If, if I met God and God healed me, had a revelation and an encounter with God and I met the healing grace that Jehovah, God who heals, Prophetica is his name. And I met him and he showed me that I am your Rafa, I'm your healer, I'm the God who heals and, and he healed me from my diseases and, and delivered me from my affliction and I met somebody who calls himself an atheist and he tells me that there is no God, I can look him straight in the eyes and tell him I met God myself and he healed me from my diseases. If you meet God yourself, nobody can talk you out of something. So your revelations of God will make you firmer, will make you deeper, will, will make you well grounded in the things of God. So if there is anything that a man needs, a man doesn't need information, a man needs revelation. So most of the time when we come around, we get informed. But what should inspire us is not a depth or the level of information we receive, but a depth of revelations we are having of God. I pray that the Lord God who opened the eyes of your understanding and bring you to a place where you have deeper revelations of him. It is revelations that will make you grounded. Is it not interesting that Jesus said unto him, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. And so it means that to know Jesus doesn't come through recognition, it comes through revelation. Yes. David said, my fathers had given me a lot of, uh, of history. You've told me what God is and what God is not. You've given me um, 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 theories and, and the history and the teachings of God being a healer, being a provider, being a way maker, being a head lifter, being a covenant keeping God. But when it comes to me, God is my shepherd. David wanted to personalize his relationship with God. And, and that is what every believer ought to get to. That's where you ought to get to. Whereby your relationship with God. And please understand this. God builds relationships. He's a relationship God. And his relationships with men had always been idiosyncratic. How God will relate to me is different from how God, you, uh, how God is going to relate to you or with you. And that is why you can't use somebody else's relationship to serve God. Yes. The fact that people don't go to church early doesn't mean you shouldn't. The fact that people don't give in church doesn't mean you shouldn't. The fact that people wouldn't take their Bible study, their prayer life seriously doesn't mean you shouldn't. Because of course God deals with us differently. Yes. 
He said that my fathers have said to me before David came, please understand this. Before David came, the things had been canonized. The people had things and theories and ideas and, and, and they had their own preconceived thoughts of God. Things had been handed over to him through, of course, oral traditions. They had given him what God was able to do, what God had been able to do over the ages. They told him that he is this same God was the one who parted the, the reed sea unto us when we were confronted by it. He, the God had given them water when there was no, no stream, no river, there was nothing. They had told him of the history of God or the things that God had done in their lives and yet David did not want to have any relation with any of those so-called attributes but he wanted to relate with God as his shepherd. It tells you that how you relate and see God will always determine what you get from God. Your relationship, your revelation, how you see God will influence. Revelation will influence relationship. Relationship will influence maturity. Maturity will influence depth. Death can tell your altitude and as soon as you get to the highest of your points where God wants you to get to, then you can now download from heaven what God has for you. Yes. Most of us are not building our invisible spiritual roots and yet we want to bear the visible physical fruits. Can I rewind and press play? Yes. We, we want to, we, we have failed to develop our invisible spiritual roots and are only bothered and concerned about how we can get or attract the visible physical fruits. But the fruit is as strong, as healthy as the roots that is bringing its nutrients or nourishment. Please get these things straight, people of God. God is a relationship-seeking God. But how you see God will determine what you get from him. I am not against people seeing God as the elder Paul because that is who he is. Whereby when you go through afflictions and trials, you know that he is God who is the fighter. Um, but God is a mighty warrior. And I pray that that aspect, that attribute, that nature of God will be... Because people of God understand this. The people who met God in those days, they had no... They, they, they didn't have a name for God necessarily. They only called him names according to their encounters and so somebody will be sick somebody will be going for war or into any battle and they will see the other nations hoisting their flags and they will have no flag as a nation and so when the people ask the leaders where is our flag they say jehovah nisi the lord is our banner so based on that encounter and experience, you run with that name. And so when they are going for any confrontation or there is any battle, they look at God as our banner and he shows himself strong. I pray that God will lift up his banner over you. Can I pray for somebody before I continue? May the banner of God be lifted over your life that wherever you go, may he show himself as your banner. Not only that, there are other people who met God and he showed them that he is the Jehovah El Gibor, the mighty God of battle and therefore any battle your life has been challenged or facing we pray that God will rise and fight for you arise oh God and let every enemy be scattered may the Lord arise and fight for you can, can, I, can I preach to somebody I want to hurriedly get out of my introduction and preach to you so these encounters and relationships with God influenced how they even served him but David, who knew what he had been through, 
and knew how he had been rejected and abandoned and left for dead and wasn't even remembered when the prophet had come to anoint a king when he had got into a place where he knew that God had been good to him and he was writing and telling people about this God that he has encountered or experienced he said this God is my shepherd they might call him other names but as far as I am concerned they might and, and, and this is a very beautiful piece of literature those of you who did English in school I did not I did accounting and finance and costing and, and economics and management and all those things but those of you who did literature it's a beautiful thing because if you read the Old Testament literature you realize that most of the writings were communally driven everything was for the masses for the nation of Israel but in this test he's saying that that God is mine he uses that possessive pronoun he's my shepherd and, and that is to tell you that if others won't serve him he's saying that for me I will if others won't want to know him for me I will and Joshua said for me and my house we will serve the Lord so you get to a place where you, you, you see your relationship with God as a personalized relationship. Not as, okay, it's bread of life thing. No. It's your thing. It's not, it's not a Christian thing. It's about me and my God. David said once a man gets to a place where he can relate with that understanding and to that understanding. That God is mine then he shall not want so lack or abundance is connected to revelation having or not having is hinged on the portals of revelation so if the portals of revelations are not open to you you still stay in a realm of lack and scarcity David said because I know that is my shepherd I shall. Why did he have that kind of confidence? Because he knew that he is the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He knew that silver and gold in the world belongs to him. He knew. David said, I have been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, he seed begging. He knew that as long as this God remains my shepherd, then I shall lack nothing. I pray that that will be your revelation and your testimony too. That as you walk through 2018, you shall lack nothing. You shall have no need of anything that God can't provide. He said, we are talking about the wealthy place. So your revelation about this God of wealth will determine whether you have it or you don't have it. If you see that he's your shepherd, then he's saying that then you shall not lack anything. Why is that? Because a sheep has no sense of direction on his own. It means that you allow your steps to be ordered by God. The Bible says the steps of a good man The steps of a good man are ordered by God The sheep has no sense of direction The sheep is one of the few animals that is defenseless He, he related with God as a sheep So Psalm 23 actually is the sheep's eye view Of who God is 
Knowing God from a sheep's perspective. He said he is my shepherd and I shall not want. It means that he has allowed God and the word shepherd simply means a guide, a guard and a governor. He's allowing God not just to be a governor over his life but he's also his guide. He won't do things without his guidance. He won't make decisions if God doesn't approve of it. For who is he that saith a thing and it cometh to pass if the Lord God has not ordained or approved of it? He, he knew that for me to get to a place where, it's, where it is called a wealthy place, I will need his divine guidance. And I pray that wherever you are, God will guide you to your places of wealth. He will bring you ideas and understanding and he will guide you to your places of influence. Can, can, can I preach to somebody now? Not only is, does it mean guide or, or a governor, it also means God. It means somebody who is a defender. Because the sheep can't defend itself. And so the sheep will always need a defender around it. And I pray that as you journey through the pages of life, God will defend you. May this same God be a pillar of cloud over you by the day. And a pillar of fire over you by the night. May he build defenses around your life. Can I pray for somebody real quick? May the Lord defend you. May the Lord guard you. May the Lord build hedges of fire. Oh! All around your life may he defend your cause this God is a defender he said he is the God who is my shepherd he, he is the one who leads me he's the one who guides me he's the one who governs my life and so if anything comes up against me I am not afraid of it why because when the devil comes up against me in the form of a flood he will lift up a standard may the Lord lift up a standard for is there anybody in this house who believes that his God is a standard lifter He said, he is my shepherd. And I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. It's amazing why you say that. Because if you understand um, the things about the sheep, the sheep doesn't lie down to eat. The sheep nipples forward. It eats whilst walking or moving or standing. The only time you see the sheep lying down is after it's full and is chewing the cart or is ruminating. What he's saying is that this God, because I have allowed him to be my leader, my guide, my governor, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. What he was saying is he gives me places me in a realm of abundance, wealthy place, said that what people work for, it becomes my habitation. Can, can I talk to somebody? May the Lord give you the green pastures as your area of habitation. He says he maketh me to lie down. Now understand this. He's saying that now normally under normal circumstance, the sheep is supposed to look for food. But in this situation, the sheep is lying down in abundance. And so God is replacing labor with favor. And so the sheep is no longer going to look for it. The sheep has been stationed in it. I pray that God will grant you favor. That everything 
thing that you have worked for in a long time may the Lord God cause you to have a perpetual habitation where the pastures are green I, I, I feel like talking to somebody he makes me to lie down in green pastures again that doesn't make sense because you are not the only sheep there are other sheep there are others and the same green pastures they will want it too they will want the green pastures they will want where you are the beautiful life God has given you the beautiful relationship God has given you the beautiful kids God has given you the glorious future that is ahead of you that God has given you the beautiful ministry God has given you there are others that will want the same thing but watch this he said even though they want what I, I have he makes me to lie in there why because when they are coming to take it he is my God as a defender and so he drives them away from encroaching my territory look at somebody and say my territory is reserved come on look at somebody and say there is a divine preservation come on look for three people tap them on the shoulder and say God has preserved my territory and so as long as the pastures are mine and that enclave is mine if another encroacher comes he will drive them away why because he caused me to lie down so what I have wasn't given to me by men can I rewind and, and press play whatever is God giving is God preserved whatever God gives he preserves it he was saying that he maketh me to lie down and so I am not lying there on my own accord he is my guide he is my God he is my governor and so for me to get here he is the one that placed me there and so you can be jealous all you can because you cannot take it from me why am the songwriter wrote you know do i have a very poor voice which means i wouldn't even attempt to sing it but the words of the songs are i have joy in my heart deep deep down in my heart jesus gave to me and no one can whatever god gives there is nothing that can destroy it as long as he is the one that has given you that beautiful life there is nobody that can take it from you as long as he's the one that has given you the ministry there is nobody that can take it from you he maketh me to lie he maketh me to lie down in green pastures and he restoreth my soul I read that test and it sends shivers down my spine why because the the sheep doesn't have a soul if the sheep has a soul then when you eat the meat you will have nightmares it will come back to hunt you the sheep doesn't have a soul that's why you can eat it and go to bed without having nightmares and seeing a rally of sheep coming after you but the word soul used there simply means life. 
so what he was saying is in the times when i was wandering about as somebody without a shepherd once he becomes my shepherd he restoreth my life so what i lost in ignorance he brings them back to me when i get into full revelation and i pray that may the lord bring you restoration is there anybody in this house who knows that god is able to restore he says that the days and the years and the palmer worm the locusts and the cacao worm of eating i the lord will restore unto you i pray for restoration i sense the sound of abundance of rain in the house may the lord bring you restoration right now in the name of jesus he restoreth my soul and leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake or maybe i'll preach that another day only that leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake that talks about the selfishness of god that god does things because he has an integrity to protect so left with you alone god is saying maybe your sins should have put me off maybe your mistakes and missteps should have put me off but i still relate and i come to you because of my namesake lest they say where is their god lest they say but i thought he was a christian lest they say i thought she was a christian and so god does things in the lives of people because he has his own integrity to preserve i pray that may the lord lift up his name over your life and protect his word over your life because of his own name for his namesake can i get to the test I want to preach the verse number four. So whatever I said, scratch that. It was introduction. In Psalm 23, the verse number four, David starts writing. And after he had given all those beautiful introductions, Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is. The Lord is. Not the Lord was. Not the Lord will be. But the Lord is so he is my present help in times of need every place i get to when i need something to happen it is done my present the lord is he writes about that it's beautiful if you do literature it's beautiful he starts writing the lord is my shepherd i shall not lord he make me to lie down in the he leads me beside the soul he restored my soul beautiful sound you get to the verse number four and he throws in a negative punch i thought it's my shepherd and i will lack nothing and he is leading me beside the still waters he's restoring my soul it's causing me to lie down in green pastures i thought these were the things that he had said to me then he gets to the verse number four and he say yeah Junction. That means that there is always a linkage between his provision and your destination. Yes. He, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I rod and I staff, they comfort me. 
I prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of God. But check the psalm. 23, the verse number one is a beautiful positive verse. The verse number two is positive. The verse number three is positive. The verse number five is positive. The verse number six is positive. The only negative verse in the Psalm 23 is the verse number four. That talks about what a devil can do. That talks about the value of the shadow of death. That talks about going through afflictions. And in literature, that is a one-off. All the things you do. It's called an iambic pentameter. And an iambic pentameter is when um, something is thrown into a writing to throw it off course. So the writer has introduced something that is foreign to his current line of thought. And if you're not mindful, you'll be wondering, why should you insert it there? Maybe create another sound and put the verse number four there. But he's positioned it almost in the middle of it. Why will you do that, David? Because David understood that from where you are to where you get to, there will be shadows of death. Can I preach to you? This Psalm 23 happens to sit in the middle of a trilogy of Psalms. It sits in the middle of a trilogy of Psalms. Psalm 22, Psalm 23, Psalm 24, they are all together. Psalm 22 talks about Calvary. Psalm 22 talks about Jesus being lifted on Calvary's heels, his sides being pierced when um, he, he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was living the days of Calvary in Psalm 22. So Psalm 22 is talking about Mount Calvary. He gets to Psalm 22, he's talking about his afflictions in Calvary, his, his troubles in Calvary. He was talking about the, the kind of pain and agony that he was going to go through in Calvary. He gets to Psalm 24 and he's talking about lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and let the King of glory enter the rain. And so Psalm 24 is also talking about Mount Zion because on Mount Zion, the King will be coronated. So Psalm 22 is talking about a mountain called Mount Calvary. Psalm 24 is talking about a mountain called Mount Zion. In between two mountains, you always find a valley. And so if Psalm 23 is in the middle of 22 and 24, and it's talking about Calvary, and it's talking about Zion, it is that proper that anybody in his rightful thinking mind will see 23 as the valley moment. 22 is Mount Calvary. 24 is Mount Zion. In between two mountains, you'll find a valley. Now this is the linkage. What the man called David is saying, for you to move from your Zion, sorry, move from your Calvary to your Zion, you will always go through the valley of the shadow of death. The enemy will come up against you. They will lie on you. They will castigate you. They will say things that are not right. But it is just God taking you through your valley moments. But look at somebody and say, do not get worried. Tell somebody that don't give up yet because you are on your way to Zion. And once you get on Zion's hills, all that God has said about your life shall surely manifest. For God is not a man to lie. Neither is he a son of a man to say a thing 
meant to repent has he said it that he will do it has he spoken he shall make it good for every word that comes out of the mouth of god i read scripture i got excited when i read isaiah chapter number 55 the bible says for as the rain and the snow falling from heaven and returning not it but what will the lord that they might bring forth and back and bring seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it will accomplish that which i please i pray that every word god has spoken over your life may god watch over his words and may god perform it look for somebody and say trust the process look for seven people i want you to tap them tell them trust the process can i can i preach to you look for seven people tell them trust the process trust the process look for seven people tell them trust the process just trust the process because from your calvary which is your current position to your zion you always go through the valley of the shadow of death the beauty of that psalm is that you don't have death itself to contend with it is just a shadow it's not death you are fighting with just a shadow the mystery of psalm 23 the verse number four talks about the ever-present nature of god in the lives of his people the verse number four that verse alone talks about the ever-present nature of god in the lives of his people it depicts the jehovah shaman god who is always present with his people what do you mean young man well i'm glad you asked that is to tell you that this god who is light now understand that shadows are formed when there are reflections and refractions of light so this god who is the god of light he is light his face shines brighter than the sun that's what the revelator john said he is the god of light he is the light of the world The light shines in darkness. Darkness comprehensive, not the book of John's gospel, chapter number one. So this light is with you. But on your way to destiny, there are some adversaries that wouldn't want you to get there. But because you are with God and they cannot touch you, the light that you are with, comes into contact with them and it gives a cast or it forms a shadow on your path the shadow is to let you know they were standing just that they couldn't touch the shadow is just to let you know that they are present on the road but you are so covered that you are untouchable as far as their plans are concerned 
and so the light comes into contact with them and it forms a shadow but the joy and the good news is the shadow of a lion cannot bite you the shadow of a knife cannot stab you and so whatever the devil forms in your path as a shadow glory be to God that you can walk even on shadows I pray that whatever you are going through may the Lord God cause you to move very quick now watch this the problem we have woman of God is that we have people who hang permanent pictures on temporal walls problem we have in this generation is that we have so many people who are hanging permanent pictures on temporal walls he said I am walking through I don't make it my final destination and so the problem is most of you have been so comfortable in your vice and so you've always come to a place where you think that is the way it should be Mary lady and the lady spoke to me said ah, for me I think that I was brought into this world to be good to men but for men to disappoint me I said that's a permanent picture on a temporal wall because she doesn't know that most of the time if you are truly a daughter or a child of Zion when people who are not supposed to be in your fold get in there God finds windows and doors to show them the exit so a lot of the disappointments you think you've encountered are actually divine setups He said, yea, though, I walk through. The problem is, instead of you having the understanding that it's a walk through or a drive through, you think, okay, this is a place where I should sit and eat. No matter how uncomfortable or comfortable you are in that situation, never think that that is where he is causing you to be permanently. It's a walkthrough moment. The beauty of it is the man or the woman of God shouldn't stop walking. Said, Yea, though I walk. And so it's a walkthrough. You don't stand, you don't kneel, you don't you don't crawl, keep walking. Can you look at somebody and say, Keep walking? Come on, look for somebody else and tell the person, keep walking. It is a period where things might fall apart your shadow of death moments times when friends will give up on you where people that as a minister of the gospel you've prayed for <laughs> pastors are the most abused when it comes to that people that you've prayed for lay bed with people that you've you've laid hands on anointed and believed God for a change in their lives you get to a place where they know that they have gotten somewhere and they begin to turn their backs on you. That is the shadow of death moment. Shadow of death moment is when people that you have held and blessed and people that you've been good to, you begin to hear them speaking ill of you. They lie about you. They undermine you. They in fact, they, they, they backbite you so much 
that you even ask yourself, but I, I thought he was in my corner. Sometimes you even defend them and think they can't do it. Because of how good you were to them. But when it is happening, please understand that it's just a shadow moment. And every child of God, including the Messiah, for you to move from your Calvary to your Zion, for you to move from your place where you feel forsaken, Psalm 22, why hast thou forsaken me? For you to move from a place where you feel forsaken and stopped and denied and refused to a place where you can say that gates are lifted and doors are open, there should be valleys. And the valleys are normally shadows of death. But my prayer for you, even before we do the communal or corporate prayer, is that God will give you the grace to keep walking and not stop there. Because unfortunately, most of us, we get there and we throw in the towel. But if you don't stop walking, the enemy can pin you down. That's why I told you, it's just the valley of the shadow of death. So once you see the shadows on the road, it is not a roadblock. It's just signifying a satanic presence that you can walk over. In fact, you can look at it from the Christian's authority's point of view. You can walk on any shadow. If a shadow was cast around, you can walk on it without a shadow giving you any form of resistance. So it tells you that there is something there, but it can't stop you. I pray that whatever the enemy has placed in front of you will not be able to stop you. And God will give you greater victories. Please be outstanding. Let us pray. Tonight, I have believed God for what he is able to do. And thankfully, this God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever imagine. Think. Amen. Or even ask him to do. Look at somebody before we pray. Three people tell them it's just a shadow. Tell your neighbor, please trust the process. It's just a shadow. Look for somebody say, please trust the process. Come on, look for somebody say, neighbor, please trust the process. Because it's just a shadow. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that? Put your hands together. Let us celebrate the Lord our God. It is just a shadow. Let's trust the process. Are you with me? Yes. I need the old. I
Please lift up your right hand unto God. It's just a simple prayer I want you to pray today. That God, please give me the speed to get out of my valley's moments. You see, the problem is sometimes as we go through that process, we slow ourselves down. And even though God wants us to move on, we still stay there because we become too comfortable and familiar. Become too familiar with the surroundings. But we think that's all there is to it. But we are going before the throne. At Jesus, the speed to get to my moment of coronation. I told you, from Calvary, you go through the valley, but the ultimate zone is Zion, where there is coronation, where it's called the wealthy place. For you to move into your wealthy place, you go through a valley, but I want us to pray for speed. That's what the Lord is telling me right now. Pray for speed. Most people are in transition. What they need is divine speed. In transition, you need speed. If there is no speed, you'll get frustrated with the process. Say, Lord Jesus, as I lift up my voice and as I begin to pray, I pray for divine speed. Speed for manifestations. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice with me and begin to pray. Legrato Saka da 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 Holy Spirit of God, Makonda Bosadada. Legrato Sanda da 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 da. Legrato Soka da 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 da. Legrato Soka da 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 da. Lobrato Lobo Sanda da 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 da. Holy Spirit of God, come on, lift your voice up. Pray to the God of your salvation. Come on, lift your voice and pray. 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 We ask for divine speed. We pray 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 for divine speed. Come on, lift your voice and pray. That you won't overstay in your valley moments. That you will not overstay in your valley zones. Oh, come on, lift your voice and pray. 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 Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Come on, lift your voice and pray. 
Lift your voice and pray. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Come on, let your voice be lifted. That there will be divine speed. Come on, pray. That you will not overstay in your valleys. That the valleys will hold you down. Divine speed. Divine speed. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Could you please lift up your right hand with me? The prayer you are praying is good, but I wish you could increase it and not higher. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? You weren't here when I came here last year, were you? You weren't? I'll pray with you before the service then. To the right. Um, who, who, who brought you? Oh, you come to church here? Your daughter's brought you. Okay, I'll pray with you, don't worry. I'll pray with you. Because there was an angel standing by you and was speaking to me about you. And I'll tell you what the angel of the Lord said. But lift up your right hand. You want to go before God. We are talking about a wealthy place. A wealthy place. The reason why I chose Psalm 23 was because until he guides you there, you won't find it. But the things in there and the way this world works, not every expectation, let me put it right, not everything goes according to plan. You can plan it, but might never see it. You might plan it, but might never see it. But if he leads you, not only will you find fulfillment, but you'll experience manifestations. I want you to pray to the God of the heavens that wherever is called your wealthy place, and my wealthy place is different from your wealthy place, so I won't even depend on your prayer or revelation for this breakthrough of mine. I am praying to God that Heavenly Father, my wealthy place, my wealthy place, my wealthy place, 
Lord, land me, oh God, on Canaan's side. Lead me to my wealthy place. I might have gone through water or through fire. But hold my hands, oh God, and lead me to my places of abundance, places of manifestations, places of glory. I just want you to lift up your voice and pray that God land me there, lead me there, guide me there. Places of manifestations, my wealthy place, my wealthy place, my wealthy place, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit of God, my wealthy place, been through water and through fire. But God lead me to my wealthy place. Matolobo Sanda da 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 da. Holy Spirit of God. Rakola Masunda Yadabaya. Yekada Bazugrande Lebebosa. Holy Ghost. Radabada da 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 da. My wealthy place. Come on, lift your voice up. Come on, pray to the God of your salvation. Lodaba Sundaya Dada. Rodaba Sundalaba Dada. Lokadaba Sundelelelelele. My wealthy place. Thank you, Jesus. My wealthy place. My wealthy place. My wealthy place. My wealthy place. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let the might, let the anointing, let the power of the Holy Ghost. My wealthy place. I see an anointing falling upon everybody in this place. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My wealthy place. Can we do almost the last prayer? This almost the last prayer. Amen. That anything that had held you, you might have overstayed and overplayed the process. You might have overstayed in your valley. This is what the Lord is saying to me. Every shackle, every chain that had held you and not allowed you the mobility you require to get to your Zion, to get to your moments or realms of, or places of manifestation. Even as we pray, I see those chains being broken. He's a chain breaker. He breaks chains. He breaks yokes. <laughs> oh yes, it's, it's just reminding me of what the Lord told me I should do tomorrow. Amen. Tomorrow, I'm I'm handling things on altars. There's something the Lord has been placing on my heart, and that's what I want to handle tomorrow. Amen. And. 
just want to go through that. But tonight, whatever had kept you Amen. bound, restricted, and limited, yes. life is best lived in unlimited zones. So when people are doing their customized vehicles, they, they go for unlimited additions in its delivery, but limited in production. So few are fully loaded. Life is best lived in unlimited zones where you have limitless access. About 12 years ago, I came to preach in one of the churches in London on the Barking Road, Glory House is the name. And I came to preach on spending on his account. How he gives blank checks. And he said, whatever you shall ask in my name. <laughs> whatever. Blank check. There is something breaking loose over your life tonight. And you're praying that whatever is limiting or restricting or hindering you you want to pray that from today let every chain be broken let every yoke be lifted off on that day yokes shall be broken because of the anointing you are praying in the name of Jesus that anything that has limited you may the Lord God bring you manifestations of glory come on lift your voice and begin to pray Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! Let every chain be broken! Let every chain, whatever has stopped your ministry from getting to the place where God has earmarked for it to get to, let those chains be broken. Whatever has tried to stop you from manifestation, let those chains be broken. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let every enemy be scattered. Let God arise. Let God, let God, let God, let God, let God, let God. Matota tadaba sudaha. Rakola mataba dadadada. Yekata pasodaya. Let God arise. Matoka dada. Rakote tetetebotsakadaya. Rakodaya delebelele. Rakoda sudaya dadadada. Abrakota pasoda labada. Roka papa 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 papa. Ibradoka labasudaya dada. Akala basodelelelele. Rakola Sigra, Roca da Bazon de Lemere, Racola Bazanda da 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 da
pray to God that every rima over your life, every logos over your life, whether written prophecy or spoken prophecy, whatever God has spoken to you about, whatever prophetic word that is hanging over your life, you are praying to God, watch over your words and perform them. That is the essence of prayer. He said, put me into remembrance. <laughs> yeah. We are going before God. Whatever he has said he will do in your life. You are going before the King of Kings. You are going before the Lord of Lords. Now God, watch over your word and perform them. You promise and you don't fail. Your faithfulness is from generation to generation. From everlasting to everlasting. Your faithfulness will endure. I pray to thee, O oh God, that watch over your words concerning my life and bring them to pass. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. What has the Lord said about your life? Pray to the God of your salvation. That God watch over your words and perform them. Come on, lift your voice and pray. 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 Oh yeah, da 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 da. Come on, lift your voice and pray. 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 Come on, let your voice. You can't have a sundanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanadanad
Today I will, I will try to close early because we have from today till Sunday. Tomorrow will be more of the giftings and the prophetic ministry as well. I believe that there are people that will need some divine directions. And I believe it's part of the reasons why God sent me here. Not for a picnic and for a party. Please lift up your hands. Please. Yes, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, please lift up your hands. I want, I want your eyes to be closed for, for a minute. Lift up your hands. I see movement and the stirring of the waters in the realm of the spirit. And the Lord is telling me of mighty things he wants to do. Ashes, I want you to get ready. I see an anointing coming upon people. Help them, help them. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the whole atmosphere and everybody in this sanctuary destiny is waiting for manifestations as our voices are lifted as our voices are lifted i see angels moving through the whole crowd and the lord said unto me that i'm pulling people from darkness into my glorious light and any shackle any shackle the enemy will be broken will be broken thank you jesus and i pray in the name of jesus that whatever he has said about you by the power of the Holy Ghost, in the, name of Jesus. the anointing of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The Lord told me that there are people He is pulling into wealthy places. Amen. Spirit of God, we want to pray to you today. Our voices are lifted unto you. Ita shandaya. Let any voice of darkness be silenced. I'm hearing that the spirit of death has left somebody right now. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of death has left somebody right now. Thank you, Jesus. Father, may your favor that sends people to places of wealth visit our lives today and what you have placed in our hands what you have given to us what you have placed on us what you have given to us before the foundations of the earth were laid will be seen, O oh God. Jesus. 
and I bring a prophetic word of release that this week God is preparing you to launch you into moments of glory and we launch you there may the Lord bring that word to pass in the name of Jesus wherever you are put your hands together Let's appreciate the ministry of Papa. Praise God. Let's appreciate Papa and Bishop. Praise God. Let's appreciate Hallelujah. Papa and Bishop in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.